Welcome to the Fantasy Throwdown Podcast, bringing you the latest in sports news, fantasy analysis, and opinions. Don't forget the hot takes. Can't have a sports show without hot takes these days. What about hot cakes, though? Mm, I want some hot cakes. Now, here's your host, ready to jump into the thick of things, Dwayne Callender. Good morning and welcome to the show, everybody. We've got a busy, busy day of sports coming ahead. It's our last four-game slate of court. Obviously, there are some of you who are still mourning the loss of Alabama in the championship game. Well, I mean, there's always next year, and you have the number one recruiting class, so no one really feels sorry for you, but, you know, it is what it is. Uh, Congratulations to Clemson. We got NFL to talk about. I could also talk about the Yankees' obsession with the Colorado Rockies infield. But let's just get right down to it with the NFL playoffs. Uh, we got two games uh, on deck today. We got the Colts traveling to Kansas City to play the number one seed in the ASC, the Kansas City Chiefs. The Chiefs basically are everyone's favorite pick to get upset today. Uh, the Chiefs are five and a half point favorites. And basically, all the public is on the Colts. I'm trying to figure out why, because you've got the number one scoring team in the league. The Colts have a good defense. Not a great defense. They have a good defense. I mean, people are talking up the Colts as if they're the 85 Bears. And yes, it's a good secondary. I mean, they don't allow too many big plays. But, I mean, let's be frank here. It's not as though they were going up against elite offenses in the AFC South the entire year when you consider the fact that their division basically is Deshaun Watson at the top uh, being uh, being hamstrung by Bill O'Brien's play calling and then the rest of the quarterbacks are Blake Bortles and Marcus Mariota. I mean, let's just be frank. It's not as though the sample size is all that great to begin with. So, Yes, the Colts uh, do play uh, well in the secondary, but they are the league worst at defending the tight end. Who's the number one passing option on Kansas City? It's not Tyreek Kill. He's their big play threat. The number one passing option on Kansas City is uh, Travis Kelsey, who's a tight end and is the number one tight end in football. I expect a healthy dose of Travis Kelsey. So, again, for those of you playing DFS lineups, Kelsey is basically a lock uh, for this entire weekend. They've on the Saturday slate, and if you're playing all four games, I'll be perfectly blunt. If you're not playing Kelsey, unless it's a GPP lineup where you're just going off the rails and just trying to do things differently, I mean, you got to accept the chalk on this one. You got to take Kelsey in the tight end spot and just leave, leave it alone. I mean, you got the number one tight end against the league's worst defense against tight ends. I don't have to spell that out uh, for you, you know, regardless of uh, the conditions, because obviously it's snowing outside in KC. That's not going to impact the passing game. What happens in uh, in snow games is the fact that if it's windy and it's snowing, if it's if it's snow and it's not windy, which by all accounts it's not that windy out in KC. You know, this is not necessarily what the concern is going to be. The concern is going to be with running the football and securing the football if the ball gets wet with the snow. That's about it. But I'm not worried about the passing game uh, for Kansas City when you've got a matchup nightmare like Kelsey 
and again, the league's worst defense against tight ends. To me, that's a that's a gimme matchup right there. I expect the Kansas City Chiefs to move the football. You say Travis Kelsey, you know, yes, the Colts limit big plays, so Tyreek Hill is more of a GPP play, but it's not as though it's the end of the world if you're playing Tyreek Hill uh, in GPPs. I just think that, you know, any given scenario, Tyreek Hill has the speed to uh, bust open a play no matter what the data says. So it's always one of those where I can forgive playing Tyree Kill because, you know, he's just a matchup nightmare. And from a speed perspective, there's no one on the field that's going to keep up with him. Over on the other side of football, you've got uh, basically what amounts to a mismatch with the Colts offense against the Kansas City defense. Uh, no Eric Berry, it seems, for Kansas City. Not that it was really going to stop the Colts from scoring points in this game. I mean, Andrew Luck is going to ball out uh, today. I expect the Colts to be behind. I expect the Colts to keep throwing the football no matter what. I would say that, you know, even though Marlon Mack had a big game last week, I would be surprised if he does break 100 yards today, even with a defense this week against Kansas City, because as I said, points will be plenty here. I fully expect that the uh, Colts and Kansas City will be the highest scoring game of the weekend. Uh for uh, these matchups, but, uh, you know, with Kansas City being a five and a half point favorite, I would still lean towards Kansas City covering that. I know they're laying a lot of points, but it's it's one where I just feel the, uh, the Colts aren't going to be able to keep up over the long haul, and the, uh, the Chiefs do get a touchdown victory in this one. Uh, so I, I've got this one uh, basically pegged around uh, – in the, in the low 40s uh, range for Kansas City in terms of point total. I just think that, you know, folks are overplaying this snow angle. I just feel as though the amount of points being scored in this one, it, you, you take the over on this one. Uh, I, I think anyone taking the under on 54 and a half, I, I just think that's foolish. I, I do feel as though, even though most NFL games are going to score on the under for the playoffs, uh, by and large, uh, compared to the regular season. Uh, this is one of those matchups where both uh, offenses have uh, good matchups that they can exploit against the defense. Struggle on the basis of uh, of time possession. So, realistically, I expect this to be one of those uh, higher-scoring games uh, just from the standpoint of I'm not expecting a ton of turnovers. I know... Folks expect turnovers and weather-based uh, games, but I, I don't really see it happening here. Uh, I could be wrong, but, uh, you know, between the Colts and uh, the Chiefs, there are matchups to exploit. Ebron's in a prime matchup. Like, this is uh, one of those slates where I wouldn't be opposed to playing both tight ends. I, I would play both Kelsey and Ebron in, in the flex just because they have enough opportunity. Now, uh, and again, because T.Y. is always less effective on the road than at home, yes, it's a risk playing T.Y., but I still think that T.Y. has ample opportunity here to do a ton of damage. So uh, this is uh, this is an interesting one uh, here, uh, to be honest, because I can easily make a case for a couple of guys in this uh, game uh, between uh, the Colts and the Chiefs. So uh, realistically, uh, this should be an entertaining one. I, I, I'm, I'll, I'll say that much. It, it really, it really does uh, have uh, quite, quite a bit uh, in store for 
the the entire uh, uh, NFL uh, <laughs> landscape here because, uh, as I said, uh, there there should be ample opportunity from uh, both of these lineups to do quite a bit of damage. And uh, to be perfectly honest, uh, I I would be I really would be shocked if this game went under. Uh, there's just way too much opportunity for uh, these teams to do damage on each other. So I I fully expect there to be uh, a, g- a good amount of uh, scoring to be had here uh, uh, for the masses. So uh, this could be the most entertaining game of the weekend, uh, to be honest with you here. So I'm going to move on to the Dallas... St. Louis, uh, well, jeez, I said St. Louis, and I mean L.A. Rams. They wish they were in St. Louis because uh, the Dallas fans will outnumber the Rams fans 3-1 to one guaranteed tonight. This will be a home game for the Cowboys, basically, on the road in L.A., which is embarrassing on national TV. But uh, be that as it may, uh, we still have the Rams' favorite as the home team. And you can hear, uh, you can't see my air, air quotes but the Rams are technically the home team here, even though they're, they're going to be booed in their own stadium by the Cowboys fans. Uh, so uh, the Rams are favored by seven, seven and a half, depending on certain books. This is the tricky game here because I can see a scenario where Dallas actually not only covers as the underdog, but actually pulls this game out. Just from the standpoint of the Rams offense has struggled traditionally against uh, athletic defenses that can move around. So uh, Philly gave them fits. Chicago gave them fits. The Cowboys have an athletic defense. The biggest issue with the Cowboys defense is when it feels like showing up. So a lot of times the Cowboys defense hasn't shown up for some of these games uh, on the road. And let's be honest here. It's the playoffs. So I would expect that this team be amped up and ready to go. Now, they played a physical game last week against Seattle, so I do expect that to take a toll on them, but I do think the Cowboys' defense has enough metal in there to actually show up and play well tonight. The question is, can the Cowboys' offense put up enough points to win this game? Because the truth of the matter is, is that I'm not sure if the Cowboys' offense can put up 20 points even against a defense as weak as the Rams. Away from home. The the problem with the Cowboys is that they play better on offense away, uh, I mean, uh, at home uh, rather than away. So it's it's a case where I need to see what the Cowboys uh, can do offensively. Can they? Can Dak Prescott throw the ball outside the, the hash marks effectively against this Rams defense? That is very, very suspect. But at the same time, the way to beat them is with the deep ball and, and catching them off guard. Yes, you can gash them with the run, but realistically, they're going to gang up to stop Zeke. So it's going to be on Dak to be able to throw outside the markers and be able to complete passes down the field if the Cowboys want to move the ball tonight. But at the end of the day, the Cowboys live and die by Zeke. Zeke still has to put up uh, good numbers against the Rams uh, tonight if they want to win. The reason why I still don't see it happening just is from the standpoint of you got a fresh Rams defense, you got a banged up uh, Cowboys offensive line already, they just played a physical game against Seattle last week, I just don't see it happening, but you know what, Uh, Zeke is always capable of pulling off something incredible, so 
we'll see. Uh, Dak's still going to have to make some outside throws, but Zeke is going to have to try to uh, find ways of just churning out yards and controlling the time possession because, again, I don't think the Cowboys' defense is uh, necessarily going to uh, be able to shut down the Rams' offense completely. They'll do a, a good enough job to slow the game down a bit, but I, I just think that eventually the Cowboys' offense is going to have to put up 20-plus points, and I'm not sure if they can get that done tonight. All right, moving on to the Sunday matchups. We've got New England hosting the Chargers. L.A. coming in as four-point underdogs. Everyone and their mother is on the Chargers. I don't understand this line. Yes, I know the Chargers have been uh, playing well as of late, but let's be clear here. This is New England at home. This is why you don't want the Patriots getting home field advantage in the playoffs because of how difficult they are uh, at uh, home and, and playing in the playoffs. That That's the reason why people fear allowing New England to get uh, that home field advantage. So, uh, again, I say this with all due respect to the Chargers. I don't think that they realistically have a shot at winning this game, even though they have the best collection of players in this game. If you went through a list of the top 10 players in this game, New England basically has two of them. Brady and Sony Michelle. That's it. And yet still, I fully expect New England to come out with a game plan that's going to feature plenty of James uh, White catching balls out of the backfield, tiring the... Uh, uh, tiring the San Diego uh, defensive line, which is their calling card, and basically making their lives absolutely miserable. I really feel as though the Chargers are going to find a way to lose this game. And yes, as much as people want a feel-good story with Phillip Rivers, there's a reason why Phillip Rivers has not won the big one uh, when it comes to postseason play. There's a reason for all this. The reason being is that... Uh, 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 Rivers has a terrible tendency to throw game-crippling interceptions in the postseason. I cannot stress this enough. As much as uh, New England is vulnerable this year, I firmly believe the Patriots are going to find a way to get it done as much as it pains me to do so. So while I don't want to pick New England, I am picking New England to win this game. Now, Will it be pretty? Absolutely not. So you can pick the uh, you can pick the Pats uh, basically uh, to win this game, but are they going to cover four points? I'm not entirely sure. I actually see this more as a, a 24 to 20 kind of game. Maybe they win at 27 21, but I I really feel as though this uh, this line is actually kind of a tricky one where. It ends up being uh, basically a push more than anything else. I'm not I'm not sold on the Pats actually uh, covering this one, uh, to be perfectly honest. Uh, although I do think that they're actually going to win the game. So, uh, you know, even though that might sound confusing to folks, like I, I, I feel as though, uh, you know, uh, uh, this is realistically going to be um, one of those uh, spots where New England gets it done as ugly as it looks and you know folks are going to be pissed off seeing them in the AFC championship game but 
them's the breaks. New England just finds a way to get it done. Uh, and again, it will not be pretty. The, like the Patriots will find some loophole. <laughs> I'm sure they'll find some way to uh, like uh, stretch the NFL rule book uh, to gain a slight advantage over their opponents because that's what they do. They they f- they find answers to the test and advance to the test. And there's no way you can actually prove that they cheated ahead of the the, uh, the exam. Anyway, getting to the final game of the weekend, we've got New Orleans hosting the Eagles. You know, Philly is an eight-point underdog. It could be ten points, and there's no way I'm picking Philly to actually win this game, let alone cover in the in the Superdome. It's going to be loud. It's going to be raucous. Nick Foles is not is exactly who we thought he was. Uh, but uh, the folks who are keep uh, banging this drum that the Eagles are about to make another Super Bowl run. I, I mean, you won based off of the complete ineptitude of Cody Parkey. Let's be clear about that. I, I, I didn't get a chance to talk about the Bears finding a way to choke that game. I wasn't surprised that the Bears choked that game, but the fact that it came down to Cody Parkey's kicking once again, as embarrassing as it was, like Nick Foles did not play well last week. Let, let's be clear. So for everyone trying to beat that drum, Nick Foles, again, did not play well. Like most of Nick Foles' playoff games, he has not played well in. It, it, it's one of those situations where Nick Foles gets to be the beneficiary of Timely defense and uh, excellent play from his wide receiver core. But Nick Foles himself has not played that well. Uh, so, you know, folks can keep uh, keep up this narrative that this is uh, this is all Nick Foles magic and that there's a QB controversy in Philadelphia. I, for one, would be ecstatic if the Eagles were actually dumb enough to trade Carson Wentz in favor of Nick Foles. Nothing would make me happier than to hear that the the Eagles were going to go all in on Nick Foles. So to me, it only works to my benefit if Nick Foles actually wins this game uh, this game on Sunday. Uh, but it's not happening. So uh, you're going to get a Saints win here. I expect the Saints to cover the eight points. I expect the Saints to win by ten to fourteen points, and if that will be that for the Eagles. But you know, the, the the fact of the matter is, is that the Saints are got, now that it's playoff time, and they've uh, basically have saved up Alvin Kamara this entire year. They're going to use Kamara as a sledgehammer against the Eagles. Kamara's going to be catching the ball out of the backfield, running in between the tackles. Yes, they're going to use a bit of Mark Ingram, but really, this is going to be the Alvin Kamara show all day, every day, uh, f- throughout the rest of the playoffs for the Saints. They learned their lesson last year against uh, Minnesota uh, deviating from uh, what can happen when they deviate from Kamara because that's what happened in the second half against the Vikings. If you remember, uh, you know, uh, there wasn't nearly as much uh, focus as uh, there had been in the past with uh, Kamara. So I fully expect that the Saints to be uh, ready, willing, and able to take care of business against the defending champs. And they, uh, they 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 cut short the championship uh, defense for the Eagles before the NFC title game, and we're going to get a matchup between 
the Rams and the Saints, the two best teams in the NFC, going at it for a chance to go to the Super Bowl. That's the way I, I see it going down. Uh, you know, we'll see how uh, things shake out. But, uh, you know, from a DFS perspective, this is a very interesting slate because, I mean, you can play Mahomes, you can play Breach, you can play Luck. Uh, you know, DraftKings made the, the pricing very flexible for most of these uh, games. So I, I look at this as a case where, you know, you have your pick of uh, uh, certain matchups and it just kind of comes down to how, how you really feel about uh, uh, going about certain things. Uh, because uh, at the end of the day, I, I feel as though, uh, you know, we're in store for uh, quite a bit of action today and points uh, given uh, the defenses we're going to see in this Colts-Chiefs matchup. So uh, I, I think that's really going to, like, how, how the points break out uh, in those games will shape how the rest of the slate's going to go. So... Uh, pay attention to the first game because that's going to have a lot of impact on uh, the rest of the DFS slate. Uh, for my opinion, uh, you know, again, Kelsey and Ebron should be in great positions. Uh, I like Dontrell Lindman on the Colts. Chester Rogers is a possibility. Uh, just so you save up money from actually uh, using uh, uh, T.Y. Hilton with Ebron. I think it's either or. It's like either T.Y. is going to get those touchdowns or it's going to be Ebron. But Luck's been targeting Ebron more in the red zone than uh, T.Y. So I I think that's a better play. Hines is an interesting play from a DraftKings perspective. Uh, And then over in the uh, Dallas-LA game, you know, Michael Gallup's a a nice uh, GPP play. Uh, If you're you're doing cash lineups, then uh, you could look at Robert Woods uh, on the – on the Rams, or you could look at Amari Cooper, but I, I, do, I do think for GPP purposes, Gallup has the chance to uh, break the slate open uh, just because Dak's going to get plenty of opportunities to throw down the field. So I, I just feel as though, uh, realistically, that's where you're going to uh, make your money uh, this week is uh, downfield throws uh, coming from Dak Prescott. So we're going to see how it plays out, though, because it, it really is going to be an interesting slate uh uh, this weekend, so uh, I'm excited to see how these games play out because uh, you know it, it is uh, very much a wide open, uh, uh, wide wide open uh, slate today. Uh, plenty of possibilities where you can go, uh, but uh, I'm really curious to see how uh, this all uh, shapes up. So that's gonna do it for the show. Just, uh, but uh, I am very excited. Uh, plus, uh, I'll get to talk a little bit more about uh, the NFL coaching hires and also uh, the latest and greatest going on in the NBA. Plus, we'll get some baseball uh, talk in uh, later on. So uh, that's all for now. But uh, have a good one, folks, and best of luck today.